Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How much have you um, been impressed by Eric Gonzalez's ability to kind of move around a little bit? I, wasn't, I didn't know how much he had played different roles with the Indians. But, you know, I remember from spring training, he seemed comfortable talking about doing it. And, and now he seems you know, ready and able to do it as well. The versatility is going to be a plus for him. You know, as we acquired the player over the winter and, and did our homework, he played all the infield positions and he had played center field and I think one other corner. So um, our focus was shortstop. And he always said, hey, if you need me to move around, I'm more than capable. And we wanted to focus at shortstop. To, to get that position up and running well with his injury, time away, then return to play program, Newman's emergence, and then actually um, taking ownership of the shortstop position. Conversations we had with Eric while he was down there, we're going to start moving you around. Uh, it'll help your opportunity to get at bats and for us to, to get another look at you. Mm -hmm. So I continue to every once in a while just catches me off guard how big he is, yeah. the frame. I mean, he's got a large frame. He stands in that box. Um, so he's getting his work at second, at short, at third, in the outfield, um, and working on finding a way to, to be more productive and, and also to be versatile enough to provide us with anything we need defensively. So his, his mindset has been good. Um, his desire uh, to help and, and understanding of the situation, most importantly, that this is going to be his ticket back now. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's going to work to his benefit. Since he had a little you know, big, big league experience before this, was there less concern maybe about when you plug a guy back in after you know, a layoff from an injury like that, you know, if you're moving him around, it's not always ideal <coughs> to get back in a rhythm with the play and everything else. But he, again, seems to be a guy that's not phased by that kind of a prospect. I don't think he has been, um, and maybe that goes to his makeup, maybe that goes to the history yeah. uh, of what he's had to do and where he's played coming up through the system and playing behind the guys he played behind. That's true. Yeah. Um, because they're, they were all-stars. Um, they may not be all-stars here, they're good players. Um, and also, uh, I think it, it speaks to his, again, Honest self-evaluation of the situation where he's at right now. How's he best served to get back, to get reps, to get playing time, and that's to be able to move around uh, and stay ready. Is there obviously strive, have ambition to be everyday players, but nowadays with smaller benches, with more rests, you know, being kind of the you know discovery of a resting player, that there's more opportunities for bench guys now. Like being a utility guy and also being more versatile. Is more probably because we have a seven man bench, you more back up at different positions, you need a guy to play all four infield positions or whatever. It, 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 are people more embracing that? Is there more emphasis on the lower levels, maybe a developing guys to say, 
you can play around more. There's more of a we have more value at the major league level than maybe you did 25 years ago or, or something. That's real, and it's something that we've done here with a number of players. You know, Neil Walker came up. What was he drafted as? Where do you move next? Third. Third. <laughs> Ends up playing second base. Um, we did it with Josh Harrison. You know, when we got him from Chicago, um, we've done it with a number of players. Um, the the roster compilations part of it, the bench uh, um, management of the bench is another part of it. Yeah, the recovery time's real, and, and guys are getting more opportunities to to get a game here and there. So it gives your bench opportunity guys to come in and fill in and get four at bats, four looks at the plate. Um, I can't even, I think back and I go, what were we doing? What was the game doing? When I first came up, it was a 10-man staff. You had 15, you had 14 or 15 players on the bench. No, I mean, it was crazy. And a lot of those guys, even back then, played every day. So the whole way this thing has swung over time, as far as the need for versatility, uh, because we've added more to the pitching end of it, um, it plays out, and definitely guys are more they're more in tune to it, as well as there's always going to be a part of a guy that wants, I think, that, that's going to still have that dream to play someplace, play one place, someplace every day. Then they deal with it, some better than others, on what opportunity shows up at that time. We've been fortunate. We've had guys come through here and say, okay, that's what I need to do next. And they fall into that role, and then a few of them have turned into being everyday players at a certain spot. Speaking of guys that are stuck behind other guys, what was the kind of message you gave to Cole Tucker going back down to Indianapolis? And would you like to see him back up here in September? Well, there's a number of guys that we've, we're going to have conversation about that can help us uh, in September for us to take a look at in September. Um, we told him walking in the door, I mean, it was made fun of in some circles about a short-term look. It was a short-term look. I told everybody coming in what it was going to be. And then for some reason, some people, I guess, didn't believe me because they kept asking me. Um, and that's why it was a short-term look. We had a player on the suspended list. He gave us two options off the bench to swing the bat. He'd been playing, he'd been playing pretty good. Um, so when we told him to go back. Number one, get healthy because he get, took a, a pretty good shot in the foot. So I don't know exactly his physicality where it is today, whether he's going to miss a day or not. He continued to go down there and play. He only had four games, four opportunities to play second base. That's something that's real for him as well. Um, and to continue to work. Um, <coughs> And if you take care of the things you need to take care of down there, there should be a good opportunity for us to see you again. For me, that at bat to draw the walk on Friday. I mean, for you know, a kid, you just get called up. You want to knock that ball in the parking lot for Marcus River. In the river, <laughs> in the sea. Maddie yeah, calls somewhere. it in the sea. Yeah, but to, yeah, to draw a walk there, that's pretty short stuff. It is. And, and sometimes when you talk to him, I think there might have been, when maturity set in, whether it was pitch one, two, three, or four, I don't know. I don't think any of us will ever know. Uh, the fact that he just didn't go up there and just start, you know, aimlessly hack. There was a plan, and there seemed to be there was purpose and focus. So that was good to see. We talked before about controlling another bat, and that was one where he he was in control from pitch one. You could tell that pitcher he just mm -hmm. I forget who it was at that point, but he just had no Yeah, he set it out, and he just definitely didn't help him out. Yeah, that that was that was good to see and. Um, the hard part is when they get up here, they all want to stay here. Who wouldn't? And there comes a tough point in time where you need to earn it, though. You know, and there's things you got to continue to do and work on. Um, 
and there's still more work for him to, to do. We've got another few few weeks of the season down there to play out. Um, and then we'll see what's next, how he can help us. Speaking of guys who could potentially help us in September, what are, what are the latest reports saying on Cabrera Hayes that you can share with us? He's, he's being challenged by the league. He's throwing some punches back. It's you know, playing every day. Played through an injury, got back. Um, he's, he's still a work in progress. And then um, from there, how different of a game is it once September hits and the rosters expand so much? I mean, how, how does it change everything? Stay around here because we've been having this conversation for September after September. Um, it changes. You play one game for five months and then you play another game, completely different game for another month. Um, it's been something that I've had to wrestle with and get through and get over and, and move on and take advantage of because it, it hasn't changed. There may be some changes to it next year. Um, they continue to talk about changes. Uh, but that's the way it's structured. That's the way it is. And you want to make sure that you, you bring up players that are going to get opportunity. Uh, there's sometimes you like to reward people, but I think we're in a position now we need to look at who can help us in the next year and what guys we want to take a better look at in September that could possibly help us in the next year from the position player pool and, and from the pitching pool. And from the pitching pool, you've probably seen most of them already, at least once. I know there's a guy that's interesting down there right now, the Rios kid that we, we grabbed on waivers from Philadelphia. Position players, we'll see how that plays out. I, uh, I asked this sort of acknowledging that Felipe hasn't been had a huge workload, but the rest of the way, would you be interested at all or like Keone or Kyle in the closers role to like experiment with it, maybe use Felipe a different way and see how those guys do it just after... The trade deadline, when it seemed like Felipe was out there, maybe it, it would be a time to, to try and see what you have in those guys, or do you see more value in, in using Felipe there? We've had, we've had multiple conversations here already along those lines, not specifically the same way that you laid it out, but along those lines. Um, we had some plans early in the season when everybody was healthy about how to best utilize the bullpen. That hasn't worked out based on the health. Keone's done it. There's no question mark in my mind that Keone can do it again. That, that's not something that I need to ponder. I believe there comes a point in time here whether we use an opportunity as we did the other night to use Felipe in the eighth. Yeah. And it's not predetermined that he's got to throw five outs or pitch two innings that we could go to Keone following him. Um, Crick is in a situation with the season right now. We should continue to watch him work and show some stability. He said some really good stuff and he said some challenges in and of himself. Um, so I think there could be a time where, based on usage, based on usage, a Keone would be the first option to look at. Something a little bit out of left field. I was out tuned on Friday. I was talking with Michael Ryan just about being a minor league manager. His team this year there is a lot different from the crew he had last year. And he's got guys like Kohler, who's a guy trying to claw his way back. He's got a guy like Cruz, and Neil Cruz, who's trying to claw his way up. What kind of temperament does it take? It's you know everybody thinks this job is just you know the, the minor league managers just go out and win games, but there's so much more that goes into it because you're trying to mentor guys and develop guys, and you got guys with totally disparate situations. How much can you relate to those guys in the minors, and do you ever put them on your couch when you make your weekly phone call and tell them, hey, it's going to be okay? We've had some very interesting conversations over the years. This year specifically, have some guys. 
rosters do change. Mm -hmm. And some guys have been in positions where they've had the best players for a few years. Yeah. And then some guys have been in a position where they don't get the best players. For, they're building players mm -hmm. uh, that end up having success later. And I, I've been in all those different roles, having managed an A-ball, double-A, and triple-A. And the triple-A challenge is real, as well the double-A challenge. For Michael this year, it's been a completely different deal. He's been in the postseason the past two years. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a different composition of the ball club here. They've had their own set of challenges. They've had some guys have some success. He's been able to move up to 3A. Some guys from A-ball have come up to him, so it's been somewhat of a, uh, a mix. He also just passed, what, the all-time winningest manager in Altoona history the other night. Uh, and I called him and... and congratulated him because it has some meaning. Um, there are times, though, that you know they'll say, have you ever had this experience? And more often than not, I can say yes. Um, I had Keith Hernandez on a rehab assignment as an A-ball manager. You want to talk about a different dynamic. That's yeah. a, a polished pro that I actually played with. Yeah. And now I'm the manager. <laughs> um and in AAA, we've had some guys, you know, in some different spots trying to hang on. Older guys, then match with younger guys, and how does that all work out? So it's basically sharing experiences um, or just letting them get some things out, somebody that has been there, because there's not really a lot of places he can go and have a conversation and people say, oh, I know what you mean. They don't have any idea what he means. They don't. Uh, until you've walked in those shoes and you've had to manage those teams and manage those games. and Everybody wants to win, and sometimes you're just not, not in a real good position to. You still have to support the organization, the organizational command, the organizational desires, the individual player profiles, pitching profiles. And that's the crazy thing now, that things are probably even more scripted now than they may have been when I managed. You know, X player X is doing this, pitcher A, and then you're going to follow up with pitcher B, just because that's not micromanaging, it's the way we need to do for development sometimes. Um, and what the AAA manager has to go through sometimes, how many guys have we have down in rehab at one time? And that's a balancing act in and of itself. So there are a lot of different challenges that they have. That, that's one of the reasons I have the phone calls. Because I have been fortunate enough to do that as well. And I have some empathy. Sometimes I say, you know what, that's, it's, it's going to be hard. You said there were a couple times you helped talk him down from <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him ever saying, hey, I'm on a ledge. Right. <laughs> Maybe it was. Was that in Williamsport when you had Hernandez? On the no, it was in St. Lucie. Oh, we were so rough in Williamsport, they didn't send anybody to Williamsport. <laughs> <laughs> we might have finished 30 games under five. I had two teams that finished, I think, 30 games under 500 um, in the minor leagues. That. Williamsport team actually had uh, Tim Bogar, first base coach over there, that had close to about a 10-year major league experience. Jeremy Burnett's wow. both played on the team. Um, 35 runs for you or something? Like that. Like crazy. He, 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 hit, he, hit 30, he was in the 30-30 club in double-A. And that Williamsport ballpark, contrary to the one you saw the other night, the fences were all about 15, 20, 30 feet farther back. So it was crazy. Burnett stole third. Yeah, we saw him as a minor hitting guy. Minor leagues, man. He was talking about a guy who played played hard. Yeah. Clint, you're getting uh, Kyle there on the take care of his three games. It'll end up being close to 20 games where your team is playing down a guy when you're all said and done. How much do you feel like that's affected you over this time period? 
There's a fact. There's no doubt. Um, when you're playing short at the major league level, it can cause you some, some challenges. Um, Osuna's bat being out of the lineup at the time causes some challenges. Having uh, two back in bullpen guys out at different times will cause some challenges. So, yeah, it's real. We talked about September a lot, and so you prefaced your answer to him about September baseball being different or whatever, but I don't know if you've probably entered September for sure. And you think your season's here, looking the next year, probably at that point. When you're calling up guys, or, you know, you're 40 man, there's different situations, and all of them have been here, like you said, but. Do they have to kind of earn their call up in September, or is there somebody like, oh, we want to get them in a major league clubhouse because maybe next year or the year after we want them? To, or do they have to show that they're ready before they be here and they're not going to play every day, if that makes sense? No, it's a good question. I'll try and make sense of it. I don't know whether you made sense or not. Um, I, I think I know what you tried to say. How many words? It's the hat. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. any player just being called up to put in a clubhouse. I think every player has earned the opportunity in, in some shape, fashion, or form. And more often than not, it's actually with physical play. Um, so does it help to get them up here? They may not play a lot while they're here. That's where the clubhouse, the inclusion part, comes into play. That's where the travel, going on a road trip, seeing the other stadiums, seeing the other players, the speed of the game, the, the level of talent, the depth of the talent uh, can also help their growth and their understanding. Um, more often than not, it's somebody that you want to watch play. There was a time where you try and reward a six-year free agent, maybe came to your club, and it was usually because they had a really good season, and you want other six-year free agents to maybe come back and know that that's real opportunity. If we go get you, there's a chance you end up in the big leagues if you perform well. Um, so there's always there always needs to be a high degree based on the level of performance, and there's some other uh, some other attachments that can come with it that can help. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.